The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. stay ahead of your competition a lot of your success rises or falls based on your current marketing plan get ready for the mojo marketing edge radio show today hosts ira rosen and Corey michael sanchez will open up your awareness of the many different ways to market your business and reap major results now here is the team behind mojo video marketing ira and Corey. Hello, everybody. Corey Michael Sanchez here and Mr. Ira Rosen, MojoVideoMarketing.com. We are talking about lead generation. We're, we're massively on the course to help you generate as many leads as possible. And today we're going to go over a, a, a really important topic on how you can really get leads instantly and attract a lot of people. And it doesn't even have to be from your own database, right? I mean, brand new people that you've never, ever met before. And it all relates to speaking, getting speaking engagements and, and lining, up, oppor- lining up opportunities to really get in front of audiences and all of that. So, you know, Ira, let's talk a little bit about this. And, and uh, you know, why is speaking engagement so critical to your lead generation? Well, first of all, when you get in front of a group, you get massive credibility. They give you that we call it social proof, social capital. So they look to you differently. So when you're up on stage and you're speaking, and keep in mind we're talking about not not necessarily just you know an auditorium filled with 10,000 people. It could be a room full of maybe 5, 10, 15, or 20 people, a small group where we call them lunch and learns. And lunch and learn simply is maybe you do it over a lunch hour, everyone brings a bag lunch, you can bring lunch in for them, uh, whatever. But, you know, you want to get out there. And that's actually how we got our start with um, with real small speaking gigs, just going out there. Just It's almost like make-believe in your mind that you're running for, you know, public office like the governor and you're out there all the time campaigning. So you always want to get yourself in front of as many people as you can because we're always looking for that next speaking opportunity. Yeah, and, you know, this, this is really essential because it's one of the best ways to generate almost instant trust where people see you on stage, they see that you're, a, you're an expert, they see that you've got credibility backing you up. So they, I mean, they really look to you almost right away. I think it's kind of interesting because let's just say you meet a prospect and you talk to them and there's a certain level of trust there. There's a certain relationship that's established. Let's just say you meet them at a networking event. Now, let's just say that instead they, they met you at the speaking gig and they saw you speak, right? Your interactions are going to be completely different. Don't you think, Ari? Don't they treat you a little different? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's all about, you know, in business and marketing, it's uh, the big P word, we call it perception. How do they perceive you? And of course, how do you perceive yourself, which is a whole nother topic. But it's perception is, is reality. And uh, when people get up in front of a group and they speak, 
Uh, the audience listens, and assuming you've got the right topic and you own that space, which is a whole nother, you know, is a whole nother show. But it's so critically important. There's many, many things you can do with that audience regarding leads and building your database, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to share with you some of the things that we've done that worked like exceptionally well when you walk into a room and you're up on stage. Right, and I think um, if you're talking about closing a deal, doing it um, from from meeting somebody to closing a deal is so much faster if you if they actually met you at a speaking opportunity and they saw they saw you they they listened to your content they took notes and it it's it's really very cool what happens as a result of that. So let's talk about. How, how what you know? How does this actually relate to leads and and generating more leads? Well, the great thing about speaking is is that oftentimes the best way to go out there and speak in front of people is to attach yourself to an existing platform, an existing networking event, an ex, an existing um, you know multi speaker event or panel, right? There's lots of ways uh, to get different types of speaking events, but the best thing is to not create your own right off the bat because, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, putting on events can be really difficult, can be very time-consuming, and you don't want to, in the very beginning, you don't want to be creating your own events so you can speak to people because that means you're now an event planner and you're doing all those things, which is really difficult, right, Ira? Oh, it's like... I always use the analogy of throwing an event is almost like planning a wedding, not a little wedding, but a crazy big wedding. And it's we've done enough of those to know that we don't want to do those on a regular basis. Every now and then we might get talked into doing one, but I think those days are pretty much long gone. So it's much easier to show up at someone else's event. And of course, if you're going to show up at someone's event, um, then you're going to have to have a product to sell typically because that person is putting that event on is investing a lot of time and money to drive traffic uh, for his for his event. So usually if you have some kind of a product, you do some kind of a split with the person that, you know, is sponsoring that event. But um, that and, and that's another way of getting clients. But what we're talking about today is more about just lead generation. And how do you extract leads? leads from that crowd. What are the, so Corey, what are some of the things that, you know, that we've done where we can get leads from that group? Well, let's uh, you know, let's go let's first talk about the different types of speaking engagements first. Right? Cuz there's multiple different ones. There's there's ones like Ira was mentioning where you actually go and and do a presentation and sell product from the stage. Right? And that really requires an advanced level of speaking ability. And so maybe that's not the first place to start, right? Because if you want to sell something from stage, you really have to develop a kick-butt presentation, one that's persuasive, one that's alluring, one that's attractive, one that has an offer at the end that where people are literally handing over their credit cards in order to become a client of yours. That, it, you go from lead to sale, you know, in a 90-minute presentation or an hour-long presentation. That's obviously the most off, optimal and ideal situation, but it doesn't always happen like that. And honestly, we had to work our way up in order for that to happen. Okay, so that's that's really a, a great position to be in because you get clients almost instantly. You show up at the event. The lead's are already right there. Um, and all you got to do is really convert them through your, your presentation. So it's, it's really quite fabulous, and you're going to absolutely love it 
uh, when you get to that situation. But that's kind of advanced. And it actually took us probably, I don't know, two years to get to that point or maybe maybe not that long. But it did take us a little bit of speaking practice and reinforcement in order to get to that point. So... Uh, so that's that's kind of the advanced version. What you want to do ahead of that is probably start off maybe getting on a panel of experts, right? Doing something like that where you're one of maybe a couple people that are talking about a certain thing. I mean, there's been events. We've spoken on a couple um, events like that. We used to actually do a lot with the Arizona Technology Council, and they put on these forums where they talk about the future of marketing or where is mobile at right now. And so we'd be on a panel where there's a lot of, you know, there's maybe five other people that are that are talking up there, and it's kind of like a round table where they ask questions to you, and then at the end it's open-ended questions where anybody from the audience can ask questions. So that's that's a great situation to be in, and you, you, what you want to really do in those situations is separate yourself from everybody up there and not be seen just as those other people, okay? So that that's a different kind of speaking opportunity. Then there's there's, uh, there's other ones where they might have you speak for a half hour, maybe at a networking event or, or something like that. Those are great situations, and it's, it's not really so much pitch and sell, sell a product. It's more giving away content and demonstrating your abilities. It'll be on a certain topic that, uh, that you can really do. And, and that's another great situation to be on uh, when it comes to that. So the next thing is maybe, maybe the way you start off, though, is by securing, I don't know, a couple minutes at the very beginning of a networking event or, or a bigger event. Maybe you're just speaking for 60 seconds or, or two minutes, right? And that maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And that opens up the door for a lot of other opportunities. At least getting in front of a stage and in front of audience members gives you the opportunity to get that stage present and get them to listen in a little bit to what you offer. And then, you know, maybe they talk with you afterward and that's how you grab their information or you make a small offer in your two-minute pitch, your five-minute pitch, your 10-minute pitch, whatever it may be. And they take advantage of that. So those are all kinds of different speaker opportunities. Start out small. Don't try and go for the for the you know automatically for the ninety minute presentation where you speak and sell from stage and you get people to sign up right away. Start off with the you know as much as you can get right with the two minute conversation, with the five minute conversation, with the ten minute uh, demonstration, with the you know being on a speaker panel with. And then work your way up there to a half-hour presentations, hour-long presentations where you're, you're maybe a, a keynote or, or one of the, uh, the presenters that's, that's listed there. So, I, you know, you want to start off and in, in, in work your way up there, absolutely, and, and uh, it's going to be fabulous. So, so that's the way to do that. Um, so make sure that uh, you write this down, you take action, identify the places in which you want to actually um, speak in front of. So go to Google and start looking up events in your local area. We have a website called networkingphoenix.com. And on this, on this website, there's all kinds of networking events. And what you can do is hit up the, uh, the event and, and go there and actually, you know, see what it's all about and meet the person, the organizer that's putting on the event and build a relationship with them and talk to them a little bit about what you speak on and the topics and, and the expertise that you have. And that opens up the door for you. 
Okay, and right now we're talking about getting the speaking opportunity because once you do that, you're going to get the leads. I'm going to show you how to harvest the leads once you get there. But the first thing is getting your foot in the door at the speaking event. So um, going to Google, finding the events that are out there, that's the first step. Um, the next step is is building the relationship with the person that's having the event, right? Providing them value, talking to them about your expertise, offering to do a free, uh, you know, a free content at this event, you know, perhaps um, you know, give them give them your publicity kit. There's all kinds of PR kits that you you can put one together. I mean, David Fagan, I he has a he has a PR kit whenever he does any speaking, correct? Yeah, and it's really polished, well put together. And so, you know, really, you've got to walk before you run. But um, in, a, in a little bit here, we're going to have John Kramer on here, who is an amazing, um, uh, he's the number one guy for authors in the country. And he's going to talk about, you know, it's tied into speaking, but also into being a, a bestseller author. And so actually, John is calling in or shortly here in a moment. And so we get to hear him today. But uh, going back to um, here, um, going back to David Fagan, he has a press kit that is looks professional, it's well done. And of course, in the very beginning, you don't need those kinds of things. The most important thing you, you want to do is get in front of your audience. And really, it requires a little bit of hustle. Every week, you know, if you're really serious about this, write out and have a target. Who are the people that you want to go after? Who are those possibilities? And give yourself a goal of you want to get so many speaking gigs in, say, a 30-day period. You know, maybe Maybe if there's smaller ones, maybe it's one every, one every other week. Uh, maybe it's at least one a month. But you just kind of walk before you run and you just keep building on it. So it's, it's very exciting. And once you get yourself in that space, all of a sudden things happen very, very fast. Yeah, so, so first identify the speaking opportunity that you want to be a part of. Build a relationship with the person that's putting on the event and, uh, you know, get them in front of your information that demonstrates you as a speaker. Put together a little PR kit that you can put in front of them showing your, you know, the topics that you cover and why you have credibility enough and the expertise enough to speak in front of them. And basically at that point, it's just a follow-up game. Stay in front of that uh, event holder and get them really involved in, your, uh, in what you're doing and get them excited about having you in there. Offer them to, to offer to speak for free, right? I mean, if you, if you want to get people to pay you, then obviously you're going to have a lot less opportunity. What your end goal is to get in front of people and to have them actually become your clients and customers. And so you want to start off with, um, with doing free speaks, uh, free, you know, free topics, uh, offering a lot of free content to a lot of people, and from there, go on to monetize them and have them become your clients and customers. So, so that's, that's kind of how we start off with this. Um, and, uh, and, and let's talk a, bit, a little bit about harvesting the leads. So once you actually have people um, that, that are there, you're in front of them, you're speaking, you're giving away free content, how do you really get the lead, right? The biggest thing that you want to do is if you're doing a free content speech or a free content presentation and you're doing a PowerPoint or something like that, you know, obviously you want to have a call to action in there where you can actually get somebody to opt in for something, where they can get a free gift from you, where you can offer them something of value that will actually help them become a client or a customer of yours, right? It's all about building your list, building your database. And with speaking gigs, it's one of the fastest, easiest ways to do it that leads directly to, to bring on more clients. 
So uh, when you're doing your speaking engagement, you want to leave a certain percentage of time at the very end, maybe 5% of your time, right? So let's just say that, um, that you have you know, nine, you know, 90 minutes or a half hour, you want to ha- set aside at least 5% to really talk about your call to action and what people do next. Okay, so you want to you want to have that there. You want to you want to understand what it is. You want to be very organized about it and have it down. So that way, when when people um, are wondering, they're sitting there wondering, well, what el- what else can I learn from this guy, or what what is my next steps? That you have the answer for them. You have the solution for them, and it's very easy for them to understand exactly what your call to action is. So so that call to action, Ira, is is so critical, don't you think? Yeah, because you always want to ask them to do something. Um, you never want to just get up there and just give them content. And and again, the most important thing is you know things that they're going to really resonate with, things that are, are of value. And I think the best talks you can ever get are the ones that are just just pure education, things that they've never heard before. You know, you're talking in terms where you're unique, you're different, uh, you're out of the box a little bit. You don't have to, don't worry about being politically correct. What people really love is when they're when they're listening to somebody is someone who's authentic, who's real, uh, who's not afraid to really speak from their heart. Everyone has their own story. And so rather than trying to get up there and just um, you know, just really like you're, don't try to be a polished speaker if you're not a polished speaker. And a lot of times people that are just a lot more uh, free and honest are the ones who are going to get the best result. But one of the things that we've done in the past is when you're up there, depending on the size of the room, you can have at the very end, you can have a uh, irresistible offer. Give them something they absolutely the, they're just a surprise you're giving it away at no charge. You know, somebody once said, give your best stuff away for free and then charge them for the other things. And so you, they can opt in. They can give you their email address. They can text message you while you're there at the event. So there's a lot of different things. You can grab their business card. So it's really important, though, anytime you're speaking in front of a group, whether it's small or, or large, it does not matter. You always want to have a call to action. You always want to have their information. You always want to follow up with everybody. And the, you know, the quicker you can follow up, the, follow up, the better, because the fortune's in the follow-up. Yeah. So once you give them that irresistible offer, grab their data, do it automatically on your website, have somebody text in to get the information so you get their information there, or have them fill out a card that basically has them give you all the information and submit it back to you, or have them give you their business card. And that's how you generate the lead right off the bat using speaking gigs. So we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and introduce a very special guest. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. There's always one thing that will take your business from being where it is right now to where you want it to be. One thing that determines the difference between failure and success, customers and clients, that's the only one place they come from, leads. If you don't have leads, you don't have a business. Leads are like oxygen. Corey and I are going to show you the 10 proven ways to generate an unlimited supply of leads. We're going to give you private access to a proprietary system for free. It's called the Mojo Lead Mastery. This program guarantees you'll never have to wonder where your next lead comes from. 
Let's start creating the business you've always wanted and deserved. Let's get those leads fired up right now. You can start using our 10 award-winning tactics and tips. Go to Mojo Lead Mastery and get your free trial in the Mojo Lead Mastery program. That's MojoLeadMastery.com. You take the first step, we'll take the rest with you. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. Right on. We are back. Corey Michael Sanchez here. Got a very special guest that we're going to introduce his name's John Kramer, and he's considered one of the top book marketing experts on the planet. He's the author of a hundred, actually a thousand and one ways to market your books, and he is a mentor to authors and and he's who have sold over a billion books. And he's also a founder of the Billion Book Initiative, which is huh. set in place to help the next generation of book authors sell another billion books and he's been working at this over the last 30 uh, last 30 years he's got a, a phenomenal amount of experience on this so today we're going to talk about some interesting topics on and around being seen as an expert in book marketing with john kramer's tips so uh john are you there i am here thanks for inviting me ira and Corey. Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Well, you know, here at, at um, on this program, we like to talk. You know, our our topic that we really like to focus on is is lead generation and also conversion. And so, really, we like to focus a lot on on generating leads and using books to do that. And and uh, I'm sure you've I'm sure you've had a lot of experience, a lot of practice doing that. Uh, but first, how how did you get started in the whole uh, book industry? Uh, I've always wanted to write books. Uh, ever since I was in high school, I fell in love with writing. Um, and then I got into the whole book marketing thing because there wasn't any information out there on it when I started out, at least not anything usable. Yeah, I understand. That's um, And you got started a long time ago, so that's... Uh, um, <laughs> so I can imagine that over the last 30 years, you've amassed a ton of content when it comes to lead generation and, and books. So for you, what kind of content marketing works the best to generate leads? Well, in, in today's world, obviously video is one of the top uh, things that work. Uh, it's, it still generates uh, 
more views, uh, more interest, more interaction, and then, of course, that means more uh, possibilities of them signing up for your email list or whatever else you have to offer. And, uh, you know, the key, as you know, in Internet marketing and even offline marketing nowadays, it's you've got to have a list. You have have to have a customer list of some sort or a prospect list. And uh, you get that on the Internet through uh, offering some sort of good content. And because uh, I was listening into your show and you said, you know, somebody said you have to give away your best content. And in a sense, that's true uh, because it's a, you've got to give good content. If you don't give good content, they're not going to take the next step. So even if it's the best content that you have, you have to give it away because otherwise you have no relationship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so tell me, I mean, you've worked with a lot of authors and helped them, you know, build a lot of acclaim and get in front of people. Right. I mean, essentially, I mean, I, w- I would say that the majority of people that end up reading somebody's book, I mean, are they, are they new prospects, new leads, or are they established from existing database? I mean, you know, maybe it's a mix, but kind of, kind of tell me about that, the, the power of using books to get new leads and content marketing. Yeah, well, your book is your... Uh, is like a business card. It's a big business card. And it really is, you know, when you're writing books and promoting books in today's world, you're aiming at those people who don't know you. Uh, you know, the old, uh, old saw, you know, that uh, people have to know, love, and trust you. Well, they can do that by reading the book. But uh, until they read that book, you're just nobody. Yep, absolutely. No, it's, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it sets you apart almost instantly, wouldn't you say? It does, because most people think it's actually hard to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I think it's easy to. I have a hard time not writing books. Uh, you know, and my, you know, my one I'm best known for, A Thousand One Ways to Market Your Books, is 700 pages long. So it's not like uh, you know, I have trouble. But in today's world, it's actually better to write a shorter book. Uh, and by that I mean somewhere around 120 to 160 pages uh, is plenty long because that's uh, an airplane ride uh, read if you know right. you've got three or four hours. Uh, people can scan it, they can get to know you, they can get to trust you, and they can get to love you. And uh, in my experience, even with a you know a book like A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books, a very practical how-to book, people felt that after reading it that they knew me. And that means, you know, that's the first step to getting them to trust and love you. And uh, so if you can have what you are, who you are, and how you care about people, you know, come through your book, people are going to sign up for whatever it is you have to offer. You know, John, you know, you really have been a master at being able to demystify writing a book. And a lot of people have this mental block uh, about becoming an author. We certainly did. And then we, a few years ago, we took the leap and we had someone, you know, guide us through that process. Right. And actually it was very painless. And we were so excited that, you know, we're running around telling everybody we're authors. And you, you know that you see that um, excitement when you, when you work with these people for the first time. It's, it's a journey they've been wanting to take for years and years. Right. And, f- and they have this big block in their mind. And so 
Um, you know, what are the misconceptions that you find that people have about writing books? And then you just you walk them through that, and and they're all just there's there's things that they just fabricated in their in their mindset. Well, most people think of a book as being big, you know, three hundred or four hundred pages. And the reality is, in today's world, you're really much better off doing shorter because that's what people have time for. And uh, so once you get that bigness out of your mind and just know that a good 120 or 160-page book will work, will get you customers, will get you noticed, will get you that no love and trust uh, factor, uh, that's one of the first steps is just to know that you can do a short book. And then the second thing to know is that it's not that complicated. Uh, you know, the best way to start writing a book is to speak it out. Mm, yes. Tell, tell us more about what you mean. Well, get a good person, somebody that's good at interviewing you and can ask good follow-up questions. You know, give them a, a series of questions you want them to ask you. But then, uh, you know, trust in their ability to ask the next question. Uh, so that when you talk to them and you start you know, answering some of the things that people ask you all the time anyway, and you build that into a book, you're going to have a good book. And so get a good interviewer, somebody that can ask you the tough questions, and then you just record the conversation. Then you can go back and get it transcribed. That's cheap to do nowadays. And then get a good editor to help you to edit it. Or you can start by doing it yourself. You, you know your, your own voice. And it's best to write in your own voice. That's why I think it's best to speak out a book because there are certain things when you speak out a book that just don't work. You know, even as I'm talking now, I'm skipping back and forth from things. It's not necessarily a logical progression, but you can edit that out. Mm-hmm. No, that's absolutely, absolutely. And where do, you, where do you recommend people go to actually get transcriptions done? Oh, gosh, I don't have a favorite one, but there's, a, you know, dozens of them. You know, you just... You know, transcribe your words, you know, Google search, you'll find uh, good services. Uh, but I don't have a favorite. Got it. Okay, good. And so once, you, once you've got a book, I mean, what are the steps to g- using it to generate leads and, and, uh, and new viewers, new audiences, new followers on social media? I mean, how do you, how do you really do that? Well, uh, give away a piece of the book, the best piece. You know, if you have a 160-page book, uh, give away uh, a 10-page or 20-page report that's based on the best content you have in the book. And, uh, you know, create, you have to have a good title for the book. People have to know right away what the book is about, and they have to be able to remember the title. And uh, it's probably, those are the two major factors in a good book, is a good title that says exactly what it is they're going to get, and two, a title that's memorable. And generally speaking, that means brandable. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Okay, good. So, so great title. You want a great title. You want to give away a piece of the book. You want to put your best content together for that. Okay, you know, make sure that, uh, that you've got that going on. And so let's just say you have all those things together. Okay, I've got a way to give away my book. I've got a great title. I've got all these steps. What's the, what's the next step to getting those new leads and followers and, and audience members? Well, the best thing, you know, once you've got something to give away is to get interviewed wherever you can. Got it's it. Basically, uh, publicity and speaking. Uh, so something like this where we're talking now, people are listening to me. Hopefully they're getting some good content. And if they like me, 
then they're going to check out my website, they're going to check out my book, and uh, you go from there. But also, any kind of speaking engagement really does make a difference because if a person hears you live, in person, and they like you, you know, you give them good content, they're going to tell a lot more people about your book than if they had simply read your book. Yeah, because I think I think you bring up a really good point about because it always gets back to you know relationships and building Absolutely. relationships you know through the media of a book and of course then it gets into that magical word called trust and when someone is an author and they have a book that's been published and the content is meaningful and people get a lot out of it you're like 80 percent there then it's just a matter of getting that in front of enough people so what are some of the things that uh, that you have found that are really effective if someone is an author to get to, to how to really get out there and promote yourself so that you can you can really really leverage that book. What are what are some really what what are like your three or four best ideas on how to do that? Because a lot of people are listening right now. They they want to be an author, but they're not quite sure from the marketing perspective where do you go with all this. Well, I was just reading something the other day where. Uh, somebody was saying that guest blogging is sort of out, you know, uh, blogging on other people's uh, websites and so on. And in some extent, I understand that because what they said is what you should be doing is having people blog on your site. And so your site becomes a resource site. Now, you have to have good content. You can't have junk stuff. You have to have the people give you their best stuff. Uh, and then you put that uh, on your website, and that gets you more traffic. But I think even the most important thing you can do is create a podcast or an Internet radio show where you interview the best people. Because then you get showcased not only to their audience, because they're going to say, hey, I was just on uh, Ira and Corey's show, and you should listen in. Um, so now you're getting traffic from me. And, and I always do that because, you know, that promotes me as well as it promotes the person that's helping me be promoted. Uh, so, but it's also a great way to build relationships with people that hopefully at some point you can give them more content to put on their website. And, uh, you, you know, the key to me in the Internet marketing is the relationships you have with the top websites that are already out there where people are already visiting for the subject that you have to offer. Love it. No, that's fabulous. And no, I think, I think that's really excellent. I mean, you know, you want to you have that, that content there. And you know what? What's, what's interesting about that is also having that content, a podcast, an interview show. I mean, if you really wanted to, I mean, you could use that content to really create an excellent book as well, which makes it even easier, you know? And, yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think people have a little bit of a phobia about uh, a book, you know, writing a book, and it takes forever to do that. I mean, we certainly did. And we've, uh, you know, in, in one year, we actually, we, I mean, we got over that phobia. In one year, we, put, we, we actually published three books, right? We did a boom, boom, boom. And different, different topics, uh, but we did it um, because we, we took the advice that, uh, that you're talking about. You know, we made it easy yeah. for us to, we recorded it. It was like a, we took a, uh, a webinar or a series of webinars. We, we purposed it, had it transcribed, had it, um, you know, edited so that way it flowed nicely like a book. And then, you know, boom, we had three different books and all of them we've done ex- exceedingly well. And we've used it to get more clients and customers and build that goodwill and become that subject matter expert and, you know, that, that moment when you see somebody's, you know, the look on somebody's face when you hand them a book, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of cool, especially when you sign it. Yeah, we, 
We yeah, actually this morning we had Corey and I had a meeting with um, actually it was an Inc. 500 um, company, and at the end of the meeting, uh, we handed him a book, and he went. He was just really surprised and shocked, and he had a big smile on his face. Oh, are you guys authors? And all of a sudden, you could just see uh, the credibility and uh, just the look in his face. How he was—he was really just shocked and surprised. And uh, and so we have found—we've been at events where we'll give a we'll give a lot of them away. Maybe we'll give a fifty or hundred books away, and we've had people that will read that. It's funny you talk about the plane. We have people that read that book on their plane and I'll get a call on Monday morning saying, you know, how can we work together? You know, I think I want to, I think I want to bring you guys on, or I think I want some of your programs, but we've had that happen many, many times, but it is, it, having a book is magical. And if you're on the fence and you're not quite sure, should you do it? I would say absolutely take that next step. And John, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm on your site right now and I'm looking at all the things that you offer people. I mean, I'm just blown away. I mean, 31 ways to promote your Facebook page, 37 reasons why you should write a book, 51 ways to help a um, book author you love, uh, 101 ways to blog a book author. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So and the I mean, thing is that every one of those could be a book. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, it's um, but and I love you know the founder of the billion billion uh, book initiative. I mean. That is genius. That is absolutely genius. And uh, I mean, you're you're really what I would call a category creator. I mean, you're in a space literally all by yourself because you really are not competing with anybody because you're just dominating and you own that space, you know, completely, you know, all by yourself. So, well, that's I'm, what you really want. You want to be able to, in some way, be able to define yourself as unique, uh, and your book can do that for you. You decide how your book is better than every other book in the subject, even if there's dozens of books in the subject. In fact, I just remembered somebody saying it's actually better if there's a lot of competition in your field because that means there's a lot of people that want that information. If you're writing to a field that's completely unique, written on it before, that means that you know nobody cares. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and so all you have to do is define how you're unique. And, uh, you know, in some ways I can say, well, I've got the biggest book on the subject. (laughs) It's 700 pages. Not anybody's going to beat me. But, uh, you know, in some ways it might be better to have the shortest book on the subject Uh, and define it that way and say, hey, you can get absorb the information in, you know, a half hour and get what you need and start acting right away. And then in 20 minutes after picking up my book, you'll have action ideas that you can use. You know, things like that uh, are very good uh, ways to do it. Now, with A Thousand and One Ways, it's a big book, but it's designed so you can pick any page on the, and open it anywhere and have an idea. And that's why, even though it's a big book, it's a short book in the way it's designed. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's fabulous. It's a, it's a big book, but it's a short book. <laughs> I like that. Uh, now, that's marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Very multidimensional. Well, excellent stuff. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be back with John Kramer talking about lead generation and content marketing as it comes to writing books. Be back in a moment.
talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, Corey Michael Sanchez here, Ira Rosen, mojovideomarketing.com. We're talking with John Kramer all about being that authority figure, generating leads all through writing your own book. And we've gone through some really fabulous things about, you know, how do you use it to generate leads? You want to have, you know, you want to have a good title, you want to have lots of great content in there. Okay, and you want to give away a piece of your book. Okay, and the way you market that once you have that going is, you know, go out there and get publicity, get interviews with other people, you know, and start interacting, going out there, network, meeting other places that you could be featured on, blog, uh, blog talk radios, other blogging sites, social media sites, people with followers, you know, radio shows, podcasts, all the like, and get on there and offer lots of great content. Uh, you know, give them a lot of free information and give away your your book chapter, drive people to a landing page, get them to opt in for it. And then after that, follow up with them, either getting them to purchase a book or even more importantly, get them to do higher level transactions with you. Do, do lots of deals and use that kind of publicity method 
in order to get in front of people, which is really awesome. So we're talking to John about some of the strategies to, to get that traffic, to get those leads. And, uh, you know, John, are there some other creative ways, you know, to let's just say you're, you're doing an interview with, uh, with somebody with a radio show, right, such as the Mojo Marketing Edge. What are, what are some other interesting ideas to further enhance the publicity you're getting from, from that, uh, that interview, right, besides just being on there and, and obviously they've got their listeners and, and all of that stuff? I mean, what are some other great ways to get even more exposure than just being the guest on that show? Well, I mean, obviously, when you're on a show uh, or a podcast, anything like that, you want to give people a reason to come to visit your website. So, for example, with my book, MarketingBestSellers.com, I have a free copy that you can get of Facebook Marketing for Book Authors. And so you just sign up for that, and obviously when you sign up, you sign up for my newsletter, but then you get the free book. And uh, it's actually a... It is basically a book. I should start selling it, uh, except I have to update it. Uh, Facebook has changed a little bit since I wrote it, but it's still good content. So it's about 80 to 100 page book. Um, but it's something of value to people. If they're interested in marketing or interested in books, they're going to want the book. And as you know, social networks is, is a key way to generate leads. Uh, you know, there's any one of the social networks can be very effective at that. Absolutely. You know, and John, I know that um, you would, uh, you would uh, coincide with our belief that is, because you've seen amazing books written over the years and that were, the content was incredible, great, great title, everything was just, you know, you look at it and go, wow, this is a grand slammer right out of the park. But if they don't have somebody like you helping them, uh, it's just it's kind of like having that red Ferrari in the garage with no gas. It just sits in the garage, and you got the world's best kept secret. And I'm sure when you see that from time to time, you just kind of I, I, I bet you have what goes through your mind when you see that happen. I'm sure you've seen it countless times. I see it almost every day. I mean, there's so you know, people are generating so many books now. I mean, back you know when I started, there were about sixty thousand new books a, a year. Now there's close to 2 million new books a year. Wow. Uh, you know, and so there are a lot of good books that are not being discovered because the people don't, you know, especially the people that are more writers than they are marketers. And I, I tell everybody, look, you know, you're writing because you want to share something, an idea, an inspiration, entertainment, whatever it is. Uh, so if you really want to be a writer, you also have to be a marketer. You have to get out there. Uh, personally, I like nothing better than creating content. I enjoy that. I love it. Uh, all the other stuff is work to me in a sense, but it's still fun. I mean, I love doing like interviews like this. I love creating relationships. I love meeting new people. Uh, one of the best ways, of course, to market, as you probably know, market a book or whatever, is to go to live events. Um, you know, probably the key case history of that is... Uh, Oh boy, I'm going blank on his name. Uh, Tim Ferriss uh, with the sure. uh, four-hour work, uh, work work week. week. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He he spent the, the the year up to the launch of his book going to internet marketing conferences, and all he did was go and ask people, "What can I do to help you?" And then he'd take people out to the you know dinner or the drinks and build a relationship, and he became good friends with a lot of the top internet marketers and. 
obviously the top internet marketers are the people that would really respond to a four hour work week. Right. Uh, you know, so uh, the minute he launched his book, he had everybody that was anybody with an incredibly huge list writing about his book. So he just went boom right up to the bestseller list on Amazon. A TV station in New York, you know, one of the national TV shows picked it up, and within three days he was on a national TV show. And from there it took off and became a national bestseller. I mean, it, it's. But he started by building relationships, and the way that he did it is by meeting people in person. And I, I've always found that that's the best way to start to build a relationship. Uh, so at some point, you have to get out there and meet people. Uh, go to a conference, go to a trade show, go to a convention, anything like that, and start talking to people. Um, ask them what they do, and then they'll ask what you do, and then you can trade cards, and some, suddenly you're building a relationship. We got connected because of a relationship that I created uh, with Gina, and uh, I met her at a conference, and that's how we started uh, having a relationship. Yeah, and that's how we met Gina at a conference. Okay. So (laughs) you're absolutely right. And here's the thing. Uh, I agree 100%. You can only do so much behind the desk of a computer. And, you know, you can do amazing things with Skype and conference calls and Google Hangouts. I love all that stuff, but nothing beats going to a live event and and breaking bread with somebody and, you know, sitting down with them and talking about things other than business and really getting to know them. And so, we, you know, really over the over the last six years, we've really gone to hundreds of events that were live, you know, not only in Arizona, but around the country. And at times it was exhausting, uh, expensive, time consuming. But in the end, it always paid for itself because we always followed up, which, you know, I know that you have some definite feelings on follow up because you can meet all these people all day long. But if you don't follow up, it's it's just like dating. You meet someone, things go well, and there's no follow through after that. Everything, you know, nothing ever takes place. So right. uh, once you agree that follow up when you meet these people is just such a uh, a critical, uh, simple, basic thing that everybody has to do. Right. Uh, you know, and it, sometimes it's just, you know, it's a matter of creating relationships with five or ten people, and that may be enough. It's not like you have to create a relationship with 200 people or 1,000 people. You have to find some people that are really influential in what you're doing, people you love and that you want to work with, and then suddenly you're both getting more value because you're, you're contributing to each other. And that's where it really starts to take off. That's where you start to get the real uh, value from it. And so, you know, even if you go to a convention and you meet 100 people, there's five that are important. Those are the ones you have to really make sure you follow up on. You know, that's a really good point because what happens is, uh, and we've been guilty of this ourselves, we'll go to an event and, you know, we have this plan, we're going to meet everybody at the event, and a lot of times we're able to actually do that because we have a booth and they come by, but, um, you know, it's kind of like spaghetti against the wall rather than being laser, being microscopic, uh, focused so that you really pick that you know pick a few targets and make sure that you you know you build those relationships and so that's really a very good point because I think a lot of people think that more is better and not always a lot of times more is really less and so that's really um, Corey wouldn't you agree that's 
we've we've had that challenge in the past. We have so many we have so many people to follow up with. It's really too much. Well, you know, and yeah, it's and it's kind of interesting. And in, in if you know you're going to an event, you can also kind of see who's going to be there and kind of do a little bit of research ahead of time. I mean, we you know, we actually some of our first speaking gigs that we got nationally is is um, is because of. Um, you know things that we did. We 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 saw somebody. We identified them as a person that we wanted to meet with. We'd send, we'd actually create a little personal video and send it to them before the event. And <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was awesome. And so that way, when we showed up, I mean, they knew us, and the relationship was already established. And actually, we got on the panel of experts on a couple of events just doing that. Right, um, and we really didn't even know the event holder that well, but he just, you know, because of what we did and the personal uh, touch that we made, it really separated us. And so, as much momentum you can build into it, the better. And uh, but there's lots of different techniques on that. And so, you know, we're going to wrap up here in, in just a little bit, but this is an incredibly important topic, and I think it's something that people overlook on or they stall on, and they're not really um, too focused on it. But you know, I myself am a big advocate of creating that content, using books, get in front of people, become that sub- subject matter expert, and build that trust and trust and or the, excuse me that that trust and credibility. And um, you know, this this really doesn't have to take too long. But you know, I'm, I, what other tips do you have when it comes to you know books, marketing your book, generating leads, John? Before we wrap up, well, the other key thing is you know your book becomes the basis for the content you generate uh, through your blog post, your podcast, through your uh, uh, social networks. I mean, once you've written a book, you have content for the next year to share. Because uh, you don't have to share big pieces of it. You can share just a small segment, you know, 140 characters worth. Uh, and, and then, you know, look to create. Uh, one thing that I have found, you know, in today's world, images and videos are so part of, of the whole thing. You really need to be image-oriented. You know, I grew up in this business as a writer, so I was always into words. But then when I discovered that if I added an image to my blog post, it gets much more... Uh, visibility, much more sharing going on, and so now I share all the time. In fact, I, you know, I, I discovered Pinterest a couple years ago, and a lot of people say, "Well, Pinterest isn't for business," but it is. It's a really incredible thing, uh, and if you see the way that Brian Tracy uses Pinterest, you see that he's building lead after lead after lead uh, using Pinterest, and uh, you know that's part of what I teach. And one of the things that I just developed was a course on how to use Pinterest uh, to really develop leads and sales. Excellent, excellent. So, John, um, maybe you could tell the audience where they could go so they could um, actually, you know, be in contact with you and maybe there's some products or services they could uh, take a look at how you could best help them. Yeah, the best place to go is to bookmarketingbestsellers.com. No hyphens, it's just bookmarketingbestsellers.com. That's where I do most of my active blogging now. I have my legacy website, bookmarket.com, as well, uh, that also has a lot of information. So somewhere along the line, i got to integrate the two, but right now they're sort of separate universes. Okay, interesting. All right. Now, I have to mention this, that I, um, Gina had mentioned to me that you've, you have actually garnered more bestsellers uh, on the New York Times list than any other person as far as authors that work through you? I would assume uh, you want to comment on that? 
Well, I'm pretty sure it's true. I know that the people that I've mentored have sold over a billion books in the last 20 years. <laughs> uh, and that's people like Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, uh, Robert Allen, uh, Stephen Covey, uh, the guy, I'm going blank in his name, right? Dan Gukin, who did the uh, um, Dummy series. Oh, yeah. And uh, the guy that wrote What Color Is Your Parachute. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. A lot of different people that I've worked with who have attended my seminars, things like that. Uh, and so I counted it up, and I realized that they had sold over a billion books, and so I decided that's going to be my branding from now on. <laughs> that's fabulous. Well, thank you so much, John, for being on the show. Thanks a lot for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Wow. So uh, definitely check out uh, the website, bookmarketingbestsellers.com. And for more great shows on this, go to mojovideomarketing.com. And, uh, and, you know, opt in and we'll, we'll make sure we send you those. And uh, thanks again for being on the program. And we'll talk to you next week, same time Mondays at 1 o'clock Pacific. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in to The Mojo Marketing Edge with Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.